Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough, and it's getting spookier by the week. How are you doing, Brent? <laughs> it's spookier every day in 2020, because it oh, sucks. Lord. But no, it's too Halloween real. season. Yeah, too real. Um, no, I'm doing good. I've already watched The Addams Family this month. So oh, congrats. That, that got added to Netflix recently, and I just watched that the other night. That's amazing. That shit still holds up. Like, I'm waiting for Adam's Family Values, because I think that's the better one. But the first one's still rock solid, and I genuinely don't trust anyone who doesn't like either of those movies. Fair enough. Uh, but no, it sounds like you're in the spirit of the season. Yeah, it's the only way I can really keep track of time in quarantine. So I'm leaning into Halloween a lot harder this year than usual. So what are you dressing up as? Oh, God. <laughs> A productive member of society? No, that's not. No, still, I'm still in basketball shorts. Well, that's the question. Is anybody even having Halloween parties yet? It still seems like we're in quarantine. Oh, they are? Oh, no. Unfortunately, you know people. Like, people have been having parties all during quarantine, and that's why it's still quarantine after almost a year. So, I'm almost positive people are going to be doing, pulling shit for Halloween. I've seen... People set up, like, rigs for, like, trick-or-treaters where they have, like, a pulley system. So, like, they'll put candy in a basket, like, throw the basket down a zip line and, like, give it to trick-or-treaters and then pull the basket back. Oh, that's futuristic. It's like, that works, I, but, you know, everyone's not doing that. You know, a lot of people are just going to either leave it out and first kid's going to take all the candy or people are just going to do it as normal and, you know, run the risk of spreading it more. So, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm lucky that I live out in the woods, and I don't think any kids are trick-or-treating around my area. There's, like, cul-de-sacs and stuff they can go to, but yeah, I always keep my lights off for Halloween. Not to be a curmudgeon, I keep the candy (laughs) all to myself. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely, yeah, there's always places, anywhere I've lived, there's always been kind of a pain in the butt to get to. So it's like, I know as a kid, like, we always got into a car and had our parents drive us over to our buddies, like, neighborhood where it's all you know, a dense neighborhood with all the houses right next to each other, like real exactly. suburban-y. So yep. like you hit you hit up those neighborhoods, not the, you know, weird foresty ones. Yeah, the super rich people, they'll give out the best candy. You'll get like five like dollar candy bars and then you'll go into one of their houses and they'll just give you apples and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's that uh, family. <laughs> I I remember one year we went to the house and it was a dentist and it's like here's your like dental floss and toothbrush and it's like man fuck you the fuck you think this is (laughs) yeah that's unbelievable that's not nice at all uh i think it was really lit this one time this family gave us just like sodas too i was like hell yeah i need more sugar there was one went to our uh buddy of mine's neighborhood once and it was just like the family was just outside barbecuing like they had like a little bowl of candy and they're like yo you want a hot dog anyone want a hamburger yeah hell yeah that was great that's like when holidays combined. It's like 4th of July meets Halloween. That's great. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was like a year ago. It was so hot. Everyone's just chilling outside because it's like, oh, October, you know, end of October in Pennsylvania. It gets a little chilly. Not that year. <laughs> Global warming and all. Um, but yeah, speaking of which, it's, you know, it got down to 78. And I was like, ooh, it's brisk out here in LA. And now it's going back up to 100 next week. It's like, fuck uh, me. That's insane. Yeah, no, yeah. around here, the leaves are falling. In fact, I just didn't mow my grass for like the entire month of September and there was just like a shitload of leaves everywhere so today I just like dedicated my morning to getting all the leaves up and goddamn mm-hmm. it was a hell of a battle I don't recommend uh putting it off the way Leaving I did it, yeah. exactly but uh we did wheelbarrow it all the way and I used my tractor and everything looks good now so yeah that's nice. what's going on with this podcast people <laughs> no <laughs> if you're new this is a video game podcast I felt like we might talk a little bit about uh, Halloween and stuff though the first. season top yeah. stuff because god you know. knows the games and news we talk about is not gonna be topical 
No, well, it's, uh, sort of. Okay, all I got to say is Animal No promises. Crossing. We'll say that. We'll say Animal no Crossing. promises. They had that new update. Have you been playing, Bren? I know you no. stepped away. Oh, no. no I really expected you to. Okay, it's it's pretty cool. I like the pumpkins. Uh, what's weird to me is they introduced like, this new... I don't want to say currency, but uh, candy. You can <laughs> only win. buy one piece of candy per day, and I feel like people are going to lose their Weird. mind over that shit, and then like really, it sell like bulks of candy for like absurd amounts of money. Like once it's past this season, but yeah, they're going to time travel and get a bunk, bunch of it. And uh, go that's forward. a good point. I was going to say if they can time travel, that ruins everything. So I'm not really sure if it really matters. But plus, you can eat the shit, so I'm not really sure if it's that valuable. You can eat the eggs back in Easter. Oh, interesting. I didn't they know that. They were candy eggs, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I figure it'll probably be the same thing. There's going to be the person that goes ham and, you know, hoards it all and has, like, a monopoly on it. And just, everyone else is like, I got, like, five pieces. It's pretty cool. And, like, that's yeah, it. that makes sense. But I, I've been playing again today. In fact, was the fishing tournament. I was just making all sorts of money doing that. And uh, it was, oh, one of my residents' name is Benedict. And he's, like, a chicken <laughs> or a rooster or something. And he's the man. He's just super, like, airheaded, awesome guy. Very positive vibes. And it was his birthday, so I stopped by and gave him a gift. And it was just such, a, like, a, a joyful moment. I'm like, I do love this game. It's very fun to return to it every now and then. But, yeah, uh, when I did get back to playing, only a few of my islanders, like, guilted me being like... I I haven't seen you in exactly two months and i was like oh my god you we know. have the time yeah i was like oh god but then one of them said that they tried learning a language but already forgot it or something it was cute <laughs> i was worried about that like i'm afraid to go back because if i do there's just no one left like it's been so long well th- that's what i hear in previous iterations of animal crossing people literally leave your They'll island and I- at least with this everyone was still around in fact there was uh nibbles the green squirrel i don't even remember her moving on into my island she was like <laughs> and as she approached me she's like i moved here because of you but then you were here for so long <laughs> like, sorry she's like but at least you're here now and everything's good i'm like that's definitely the outlook you need to have lady I, I've heard that with uh, no one can leave the island until they say, like, hey, I'm thinking about moving. Should I? And they have to ask your permission, like, yes or no to leave. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's because they've had uh, enough people complain, like, I came back and all my favorite people were gone. It's like, yeah, yeah that would happened. totally suck. Uh, weirdly, uh, I watched the Animal Crossing movie like uh, a year ago or something a while back. And that happens in movie. It's like the main character is like best friends with this elephant lady. And it's like, oh, she's great. And then, like, she wakes up one day. It's like, oh, where's Ellie? It's like, oh, she's gone. It's like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, she just dipped out, like, when the villager person wasn't there. It's like, oh, that sucks. But it's weird that they included that in the movie. No, that is weird. And while we're on the Animal Crossing topic, I do want to mention that I saw an article the other day where it basically said, which of the villagers is the the worst? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> do subjective. I have them living on my island? I was wondering... It's actually Clyde the horse, the lazy horse villager. He's yellow. His eyes suck. I just l- was looking him up, and I'm like, oh, poor Clyde is getting a lot of shit on the internet lately. So if you have Clyde on your island, he's oh. technically the most hated. And I know you don't like horses, Bren, so that might make, like make you happy. <laughs> I'm already biased against him, but I thought he was a cow, though. But yeah, I, I mean, I can see why people don't like him. It, it always comes down to... Because the personalities are are procedurally generated it's like they're they're locked in with like jock energetic um outdoorsy sleep like lazy um so you can't hate one personality of a villager without hating like that whole category of them because they're all pretty similar pretty much um so it really just boils down to the aesthetic of like the personal villager's design so like you hated the rat 
Because it's like, yeah, oh, I hated no. the cranky ones or the ones yeah. that were just like aggressive and pissed off. And we talked about like, yeah, the the, the mice in this are just kind of weird looking. Like they don't. Everyone's so round and like proportional, except except for the mice, and it's kind of like I, I don't know. They're all kind of fu- funky looking. Um, yeah. Also, Quilson looks like shit, and I know he was living on Matt Apodaca's island for quite a while, and I, I think he still is to this day, and he was trying for the longest time <laughs> trying to get this little fucker <laughs> off his island, and yeah, Quilson sucks. It, once again, like, purely aesthetic, like, design-wise, that's the only thing people are gonna care about, because yeah, it's like, that's a goofy idiot. But Weber yeah. the duck, I love Weber. Weber's oh, I a love great little Ketchup duck. the duck, oh man. Ketchup's great, ketchup's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's very subjective, because I know some people who, uh, I think we talked about Coco, who is, like, essentially like a, a dried clay husk of a body. Like, it, it's in the shape of a rabbit, but yes. it's like a burial, like, coffin or something, but it's sentient. And some people are like, oh, Coco's creepy, it's just got those hollow eyes and a hollow mouth, and then my friend is obsessed with Coco. Like, she would drop actual money to buy Coco on the black market. Because, like, she loves her so much. So it's, like, it really is just subjective of who's good and who's bad. Cause That's fair. And it's also, like, maybe for this time of year you'd want someone like Coco on your island. It's scaring yeah, the, yeah. Your, your islanders. There's a Lucky the dog, I think, is, like, a mummy. He's all wrapped up. So, yeah, it's it really depends on your you know personal taste. But there are some who are just, like, ooh, Like, everyone yeah. gets that reaction from. Definitely. I remember not liking Rizzo the mouse, and he's long gone. But Animal <laughs> Crossing is bringing people back. I'm excited. Uh, I'm buying, like, the pumpkin starts, gonna try to grow some pumpkins, buying all the seasonal gear that I see in the stores and stuff. So, eh, I like Animal Crossing. I think I'll play it a little bit more. I'm surprised you aren't playing it, but then again, also kind of not surprised. But maybe let's dive into what we've been playing. How about you start it off? Uh, I, like I said, I've lost track of time entirely. I forgot if I talked about Fury. Uh, I, I know I said I was going to start playing it. I don't know how much I've gone into it. That's fair. Um, I I remember. It, well, we actually interviewed one of the developers way back. Way so back. Check that. Check that one out, listener. Way back. Yeah. Um, I always enjoyed the game even before I played it. Like before that interview, I looked ahead and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a fantastic game, and I finally bought it because it was like five dollars on Steam. And uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a boss rush bullet hell game. So it just consists of, I think, 10 or so battles against a boss. And you're just dodging bullets, countering attacks, and like getting the perfect timing on all of your attacks uh, to beat the boss. Because every boss has like three or more health bars. So it's you got to fight them in phases. It takes a while. Yeah, absolutely. It requires skill. Uh, mm-hmm. And for anybody listening, it was episode 122. What the fuck? How Ooh. have we been doing this so long? It's been a long time. Uh so yeah, it's just boss run. It's just boss fight after boss fight after boss fight after boss fight. It's very, I don't know, I don't know the right word. It's not a slow pace because the battles are very intense. It's a bullet hell, so you're always bobbing and weaving and moving around. Um, but in between the battles, it has like an auto walk button. Yes, it's very it, somatic. Yes, and atmospheric. It's atmospheric. just like a mood right before you get into a serious fight. It really just sets the tone of like. All that matters is this encounter and this encounter set on the specific little platform world and stuff. Um, and it, it's it's fantastic. Like, yeah, you can see like where like, oh, this could have used some polish, but it was a very small team of people. And the what matters is the combat and the, the precision. And they get that down to a T. So like they really put their work into it. I remember you saying like the designer of uh, Afro Samurai 
was also in cor- uh, worked with him. Yes, and that's absolutely. Very apparent. That's very much that style. So it works <laughs> yeah. really well. Some of the character designs, if I'm not mistaken, have like actual bunny ears and shit. So it's very uh, similar. Yeah. So you're playing a prisoner. You're playing as a prisoner who doesn't speak, who's just fighting his way out of essentially this crazy elaborate space jail. And after every boss you fight, there's another, there's a companion that follows you who's a guy in a big rabbit mask. Um, kind of looks like the one from Zelda with the big purple rabbit hood. Yep. Um, and he just follows you along and he's narrating essentially. He's talking to you like, Hey, we're going to break out of this. The next, pr- the next jailer does this and this. And like, they're the one that put you in here and they're the one keeping you and all this stuff. So he's the narrator because the protagonist, uh, main character is silent and. Yeah, it's very much uh, similar to, I think, there's a big, there's a killer in Afro Samurai with a big teddy bear head. So, like, very similar to that vibe. It's very good. Yep. Um, And, yeah, you just fight your way. And, good God, were some of those fights. Like, they're precise. And, like, the the most frustrating part is you see exactly what needs to be done. You know how to counter it. You know you got to counter this one four times. Then, like, dash away from this, and then dash back away the other way, and then get in there, hit them three times, but not four, because you don't want to get greedy. So, <laughs> yep. like, you learn precisely what you need to do. Like, you you lose, you start over, you do it again, and you learn precisely. And that's also kind of what makes it frustrating when you do lose, because it's like, God, I know what I have to do. My, my body just isn't responding quick enough. Or my controller's old. I'm using a PS3 controller from, you know, years ago. Oh, some sure. Of, some of the buttons are sticking a little. So it's like, I, I I know I hit the dodge button at that time and it didn't work. Like, ah. So it's, but that's what makes it so much more rewarding when you do finally do it. Because it's like, I did everything I needed. I did it right. So, and this was one of the few games where it pops up where it's like, oh, it recommends that you play with the controller. I'm like, nah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm keyboard and mouse. I'm, I'm good with that. It was so much easier with controller. Like, this is one where I'm like, by far, play with the controller. Uh, Hades, I can do that keyboard and mouse, no problem. I actually prefer it that way. But, like, Fury, you definitely need the two joysticks. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... Some of those fights are really tough, and uh, some of them... I believe the fourth guy has, like, a sword and shield. I think I might beat him on my fourth or third try. Like, I beat him pretty quick. Um, So, they... Most bosses ramp up in difficulty, but there are some where it's just like, oh, I've just gelled better in combat with this one. Like, it just works with your unique style better. Um, but yeah, still, atmospheric as hell. The music's amazing. Like, I got the soundtrack. It's great. Nice. Uh, just very stylized. And yeah, if you want just a good, challenging game that's not long, like, if you, you know, if somehow if you were some god and could beat everyone on your first try, the game would probably take you less than five hours or something. But you're like you're gonna lose. You're gonna have to redo the battles over and over again and learn. So uh, maybe like twenty hours or something. Like it's not that long of a game, but it's gonna be a very satisfying play. Like no matter how long or short it takes you. Um. So I was streaming it a bit, and I got to, I got to the ending. I got to the credits, and then there's a final secret boss after the credits. Oh, of course. And like I, I'm gonna be real with you. Fuck that. I'm done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It, because with this boss, it, you're fighting like a bigger, I won't spoil it, but you're fighting a bigger character than like someone your size. So it's not just fighting another dude. Um, so instead of fighting your way through, you just have to get to the end. Like there's no real fight. You just have to survive the whole bullet hell sequence until the end of that fight. And I got so close so many times. And like after that, like last one, I was like, you know what? I'm, I got the credits. I'm done. 
Yeah. I, I already seen how this game ends. I've seen all the secret stuff, so I'm like, I know what happens. It's not, you know, a secret to me. So I'm just like Why put I got through this. I got like ninety eight percent of the way there. Like that's good enough for me because uh, for anyone oh, who doesn't know, Brent, but the completionists out there. Fuck, are so dude, mad fuck at you. that. Because <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, you have a health bar, and so does the enemy. And when one of you gets down all the way, the health bar resets. So if you lose, if you take enough damage, that ra- that whole round will reset. You won't just stand back up and start where you were. That whole Ooh. life bar round will reset. So yeah. it's just like. There's, like, the first two or three phases I was able to nail, like, perfectly. I got through without losing a single health bar. I'm like, I'm nailing this. And then, like, the fourth one would just obliterate me. <laughs> and then by the time I got to the fifth and last, like, uh, health bar, I just had, like, so little health left. I'm like, I, I'm i done. I, I don't, don't stand wanna, a chance. Yeah. I don't want to keep doing this. I probably could if I really forced myself to. But that might be a good five more hours of just this fight. And I just don't care anymore. So... In my opinion, I'm Don Fury. I'm, I yeah, it. they know how to make a challenging game. Let's give them credit there. Oh, absolutely. And, like, it is possible. It's not, like, abusively hard where it's like, right. there's no way. It's not like a Sephiroth Kingdom Hearts 2 fight, but it is real challenging. Uh, Sephiroth Kingdom Hearts 2. Was he supposed to be harder than the first one? Because I feel like he, I struggled more with Sephiroth Kingdom Hearts 1 than 2. Uh, I don't know between 1 and 2. I, I didn't personally didn't play 1, but I just oh, know. God, he, he was such a fucker in 1. I just know he was the secret boss in two, and I didn't realize that, so I spent like so many hours wasting, like trying to beat him. And then someone told me, like, "Oh yeah, you don't have to fight him." I'm like, "Oh, fuck this!" Like, That's right. Yeah, and I bailed. So totally just, optional. Yeah, it's just one of those like really tough fights, and I'm sure it is rewarding when you beat it. But I don't, I don't care that much. I'm out. I got other stuff. Fair enough. Um. Besides that, I I beat Hades. I don't know if I talked about that. I beat Hades a hundred percent. I got all the achievements. I got all the you know bonuses. I got all the secret endings and stuff. Nice. Hundred fifty hours in that game. Holy hell! Could, in such a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, since the O one game release, yeah, in like two weeks or something. <laughs> um, I was talking to someone about that. And I was like, oh yeah, I got all these like oh, bonuses and stuff. They're like, how? I was like, oh, I bought it in early access. I have like a hundred hours before this game even came out in full release. Right. Um, but yeah, like now that it is in full release and everyone's like playing it now and it's really popular, I'm seeing a bunch of fan art, which is great. It's hilarious seeing like memes and stuff, and it's really satisfying to see people like digging into it now because it is. I've seen enough people say it, like it is an incredibly phenomenal game. Like if someone said like, "Oh, Hades is ten out of 10 I'm like, "Yeah, I won't argue with that." Like I don't really know of any issues. Like there's like personal taste. Like oh, I would do this different or I'd do this differently. But like. Quality wise, it's just solid as shit. Like it's yeah. so good. So if you like roguelikes, you like dungeon crawlers, or you just like hot Greek mythology gods being like, hey, you want to bang? Be like, yeah, maybe. Uh get Hades. It's just so good. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that one looks good. I've seen a lot of people streaming it, yourself included. Uh mm-hmm. gameplay looks fantastic. I, I'm intrigued. It I mean it's super giant. They haven't made a bad game yet. Like everything game they've put out has just been phenomenal, so it's Hell just yeah. them continuing to be great. Um, and then besides that, I got I hopped on the topical bandwagon for once. Oh shit. I got Among Us. Oh, no way. Okay, so I've only seen uh streams of this. I've yet to play it myself. I think it's on mobile for free or so or no, not for free, for probably like five bucks. No, Regard- it's free. Oh, it's free for mobile, but like five dollars on Steam? Yeah, on computer okay. it's five dollars because there's like DLC, you can get like little pets and stuff. Um, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, but for what I've seen 
the mobile version's a little jankier. Like, I know people who do it mobile, and it crashes more frequently. That makes sense. Me, on PC, I've only had server issues where it's like, the servers are overloaded, there's too many people playing. But, like, other, other than that, it hasn't, like, crashed or bugged out or anything. Among Us is an interesting game. I want to like it, but I, I'm not sure. I feel like I need to play it in order to really uh, determine if I'm a fan yeah. of it or not. But uh, from what I've seen, it does look like people that play it in groups are having a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's interesting that it came out in 2018 or something, and it's only kind of blowing up because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what's crazy about it, because I heard people say, like, oh, it's from the same developers as Fall Guys. That's why it got so popular recently, because people went back and saw it. And I looked, and I'm like, no, that's not true. Yeah, this wait, the, what? This is the only game this developer has made. Like, it, they've only made Among Us. Right. It was the first game. So I'm like, weird. And apparently just, like, some streamers or YouTubers or something just played Among Us recently, and everyone's like, hey, that seems fun. And then it just fucking caught, like, wildfire. Like, it just exploded out of nowhere. Because it's so cheap, it's $5 at most, if not free, and there's cross-platform play, so you can play on PC with someone on their phone, or someone on their phone playing with someone on PC. So, like, it's extremely accessible. It's well, yeah, I mean, affordable. look at the graphics. It's not it's like very it's, simple. Uh, it's lightweight. It's a simple premise. You're yeah, uh, yeah. you're on a ship. Uh, there's two imposters amongst your group, and then you got to kind of f- find them out and vote them off the ship. And if you get the imposters, you win. Otherwise, the imposters win. So it's very just fun. Yeah, the Among Us is the uh, the imposters Among Us. It's the th- it's the movie The Thing with Russell. There you Kurt, go. Or, yeah, uh, Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, there's. Plenty of deception games. Uh, Secret Hitler, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, um, uh, I think uh, Q, or some other ones. There's plenty of them. Though. Deception games have become very popular recently. Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know why. Maybe there's a lot of lying going well, on. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I don't uh, necessarily... <laughs> Uh, relate with this game particularly I'm not a good liar I don't take any pleasure in lying and deceiving <laughs> my friends so like I feel like well. I'd be the easiest person to call out be like well Doug's obviously the killer or obviously not so I don't know maybe I could use that against or to my advantage <laughs> yeah for anyone that does, I actually saw Pat Johnson playing it so I'm just like hey you know what I know like two or three people that's enough to have a game going and have some randoms join if we want to Yeah, you know and I'll jump in so yeah I jumped in um yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, you're little astronauts either on a, you know, there's three stages. So there's like a small ship, a medium ship, and then a planet, which is like the largest map. Okay. Um, and you just run around doing different tasks, uh, putting in a code here, uh, sampling uh, experiment sequences here, uh, going to the med bay and scanning your body to make sure you're human. Connecting these wires, all Connecting that. these wires, doing the sequence code. Like, it's just all a bunch of little tasks to keep you busy. Um, if you're a crewmate, if you're one of the good guys... Everyone does their task, and you win. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and then, depending on the size of the party, there's one to three imposters in the group. So, um, if you have uh, seven people, you can have two. Anything below seven, it can only be one. And then, uh, you have to have all ten players, the max number, to do three imposters. So, it scales with the party. That way, it's not overpowering. Because, yeah, the crew members only do their task, and their main defense is calling a meeting and voting someone off. And when you vote someone off, you just kick them out of the game, essentially. Yep. Um, So that's how you get rid of the imposter if you think someone is, or if you catch someone. Whereas the imposters, uh, they can't do any of the task. So they can, like, run into a wire, like an electrical box, and rearrange the wires, but they can't interact with it. They'll just be standing in front of it. Yeah, pretending. 
pretending, yeah. And some of the tasks have visual cues, so you can see someone doing the task. Like uh, on the spaceship, if you take out the garbage, um, if someone's actually doing it, you'll see the garbage shoot out into space. If they're not doing it, you won't see anything. And it's like, that guy's not doing his task. He's the imposter. Right. Um, meanwhile, imposters can go around and kill people, and it just insta-kill. There's no like combat. There's no defense. It's just click a button, they're dead. The animations are brutal. It's amazing. Yeah, different animations, uh, depending on uh, what it is. And then they can travel through vents, so they can go into the ventilation system and like quick travel around the map to get around faster. So they have more variety, and they can also sabotage the map. So they can shut doors on different compartments, they can turn out the lights, they can disable the oxygen or cause a nuclear meltdown in the reactor. Damn. And during those emergencies, all the crewmates have to go there to fix it. And if the countdown goes to zero during an emergency, uh, imposters win. So like, the mer- the oxygen goes out. If it goes to zero, everyone dies. So um, imposters have a lot of abilities and stuff to do, whereas crewmates are just do your task and vote off the imposters. That's it. And then the real meat of the gameplay with deception games is when you find a body or if you're just suspicious of someone, you call a meeting and say, I saw blue go into a vent and the blue will say no you didn't i saw you know white going uh, near a body and it's like uh, how do you prove that it's like well i was in the cafeteria with green so green can attest that that's where i was at that time and, you yep know, it's all about where the fuck were you pr- prove to us with no physical evidence you have to just talk your way through everything but the best is when everyone's just standing in a big clump and you don't realize it in time. The killer can just kill someone amongst a big crowd and then everyone's just like, oh, fuck, so-and-so's dead and we have no idea who it is because we were all in the same area. Yeah, there's a lot of like memes and because it's simple, like I've seen one where one person is standing in a spot and everyone's standing behind them because the silhouettes yes. match up perfectly. So they kill the one person and you see seven other people walk out. It's like, we caught you. That's so, amazing. There's a lot of meta to it. There's a lot of meta of like, oh, we only have three short tasks and two long tasks, and I saw you doing a common length task. We don't have a common length task, so that means you're lying. So like, so there's different stuff like that. And um, there's cameras, so you can watch the ship and see like, oh, I saw blue and ra- uh, red go into this room, and then only red came out. So um, there's a lot of meta to it. It's a very simple game and a simple premise to get into. But then you learn the meta of it real fast, and it's like, oh, this is, you gotta think. And um, I was playing with my friends the other night. We had a group of like seven people going, or six people going, and um, despite me getting the game recently, uh, I already got like 30 hours in it. So Damn. I got I got a lot of time in it, and I, I don't know if you could tell from this podcast, I'm kind of a shithead. <laughs> so people always assume, like, I think Brendan's up to something. It's like, I didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, but you're being shady. I was like, I'm always shady. Like, yeah, I was going to say, Brendan was born sus. Yeah, so people are always like, I think it's Brendan. And it's like, you have no proof, and you're just paranoid. And it's like, all right, we're voting Brendan off. It's like, all right, good luck. And I'm not the imposter. And it's like... I love when that happens, when you just see the it, like the game tell them, like, Brendan was not the imposter, and you already like, oh, voted shit. him off. yeah. So, um, and once you die as a crewmate, you can still do your task to finish. Uh, as a magic. ghost. Yeah. 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 That's an important thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's, it gets real paranoid real quick. Um, I did, I played a few games with just randoms, which is fun because there's no in-game mic. So I don't have to hear anyone talking. And right. So, so you can delightful. just communicate with text, right? Yeah. So there's just a big chat group and everyone like talks like through text and you have a certain amount of time to vote and discuss it. Um, so it's fun with that and it works uh, surprisingly well uh one time i joined a group that was an anime uh, role play group from the show haikyuu oh damn 
So they were all pretending to be those characters. And I'm like, this sucks. I hate everything about this. Because it's like, they weren't playing the game. They were just playing the characters. I see. So they're like, I, I trust this guy. It's like, why? It's like, because he's a good guy. And in episode seven, he did this. And he's my best friend. I was like, that doesn't that, matter here. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. And I, it drove me in insane. Um, there was another game where I played with the same group for four rounds. And three of those four rounds, I was the imposter. And Damn. for two of those rounds, um, someone caught me going into an event. And only imposters can go into events. So if you yeah. see someone doing it, it's like you're uh, instantly the imposter. Uh, so for the two times someone caught me, um, it was down to me, the imposter, and then two innocent people. And if the imposters match the number of crewmates, the imposters win automatically because they could just kill them. So it, like that's how they win. Oh, okay. So it was three people left, me being the imposter. So I just needed to get one person kicked out, and I'll win. And for those two games, I was able to turn it around against the person that caught me. It'd be like, no, 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 look how aggressive they're being towards me. Look how, like, they're pointing the finger so hard at me, and I've done nothing. I was with you for most of the time, Yellow. Like, wh- why is he just attacking me? You know, we should vote this guy off, because clearly he's the imposter trying to you know, get a kill off through a vote. And then you he'll just kill you. sneaky son of a bitch, Brendan. And then they vote the other person off, and it says, like, Red was not the imposter. I'm like, ha I win! Like, and yeah. it happened twice in a row. That's I, amazing. I had to leave that group because there's no way they would ever trust me after that, of even if I wasn't. Not. So I'm just like, I I can't play with you guys anymore. Like you, I I already played my hand of like I can l- manipulate and lie to you guys so much. So <laughs> God damn it, that's what I mean. That's like the ultimate goal with that game. It's oh, the yeah. most fun when you're the imposter and when you can like yeah manipulate and uh, deceive people. That's the whole point. But that's I don't get off on that. I have nothing to do with that. I feel like even just playing a game like that once through was like, okay. And then, uh, but I feel like it's super duper popular. I can't imagine playing this for 30 hours. I mean, it's the same with Fall Guys. Like, I don't know how you're still playing that or Rocket League, but it's because every round is a little different. Sure. So you know enough to be able to play with anyone and just jump in randomly. But then it's always a little different where it's like, uh, one time I was the imposter and I, uh, killed somebody and we did the emergency in the reactor so everyone was running to the reactor to turn it off but for some reason uh the brown character dipped into electrical for some reason and then dipped back out while we were all running to the reactor and then when we found the body everyone was like hey we were all running together and then brown dipped away for a second why he's like oh i got lost and like no 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 you dipped away to kill that person you killed him you're the imposter and then they voted brown out i was like nah i just got lucky like, he didn't nice. kill him. I did, yeah. but, like, because he just dipped away for that one second, that was enough to draw suspicion to him. So, yeah. it, and like you were saying, it's a fun game to play with friends. Yes, everything's fun with friends. The most boring game on the planet is fun to play with friends. Um, so, I wouldn't gauge it by that. Um, but it is fun without in-game mics to play with or randoms. It does suck when you join um, and just, like, five people leave instantly. It's like, well, now we have, like, half the party. Like, so it is... It is better with friends than with random people for that reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of my friends are the same way. Like you, like they're like, I don't like lying. I'm not good at lying. I don't think I'll be good at this game. I'm like, yeah, but it is still fun. It's, you know, if you're not the imposter, it's not a lying game. It's a deduction game. It's a mystery game. If you are the imposter, it doesn't have to be a lying game as long as you're good and like you get the kills away from other people. If you do it in front of someone... Um, I kill someone in front of someone else, and then when they call a meeting, I, you know, accuse them, like, no, they're the killer, not me, and, like, that's when the lying and deception comes into play. That makes sense. But you can avoid that if you just, like, take your time, but you can't take too long, because then, you know, the crewmates will finish it, so... Kill people discreetly. 
Yeah. So it is real fun, and it is, there's a lot of meta-knowledge of like, oh, I know these vents only connect here and here. So if you were there when the body was discovered, you could have done it and gone through the vent. So it, it gets, it's a simple game, mechanically, but it gets complex really quick with just the, you know, deduction of it. So you're telling me it's a horror game. I'm glad we're talking about horror yeah. games during October. <laughs> I mean, it it quite literally is the movie The Thing. Like, you they're, depending on the animation, you just like stab someone in the back or snap their neck, and then there's some animations where your spacesuit opens up and like a tongue shoots out, and you just bite their head off. Hell yeah! So like there is like a horror element, and like you do, your heart rate does go up when you're the imposter or when you think someone is the imposter. And you're like, I keep seeing you know green following me around. I'm a little suspicious. And it's like I'm getting nervous, or like you know I'm wondering if I can get away with this. So like you do get real and sucked into it and invested. So, yeah, it is very fun, and I can see the appeal of it. I mean. Yeah, I, like I said, I already got 30, 40 hours in it or whatever. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you're having fun with it. I'll probably get around to it eventually, but like I said, I probably will only play a few matches max. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if we can get a group of enough people to play, like six plus people, like it could be a real good time, especially with the mics on like a Discord. Like, yeah, Kame. we'll set that up. I, yeah, I was going to say, we could get some friends, Kame House, Pat Kame House, Johnson. Pat. Yeah, we can like, get some people. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, as for the games I've been playing, it's mainly one, and it's one I haven't beat in three years. I'm trying to beat oh. the game Prey. Uh, you remember mm. that, like, space horror game where yes, it's yes, just, yes. like, psychologically fucking your brain? I don't know. <laughs> there was some, like, crazy shit where, like, you, like, bash through a mirror and it was, like, a whole nother world, and I'm like, yeah. I, it was just, like, blowing my mind. Anyway, diving back into that three years later, I was like... Yeah, the last time I load my, uh, the date on the save file was like October 30th, 2019. It was like, yeah, I tried to beat this last October and didn't, <laughs> didn't get anywhere. Work. No, well, that's the thing. I feel like all these, uh, objectives, I just, it'll be like, get to this area. And when I get to that area, it's like, you need this key card. And I'm like, fuck, I just like mm-hmm. running around in circles. And for the longest time, I would just miss something very simple like, oh, this dead body of all the dead bodies you checked, this is the one you missed and it has the key card you need. I'm like, God damn it. So, <laughs> I'm finally making progress in that game, and actually, there has been some pretty scary moments. I am streaming this entire game, so if you want to catch me playing it live, check out twitch.tv slash abtsilence, and there has been some pretty funny moments. I'm trying to clip them as we go, where like I was on this one elevator, the lights go out, I'm like, oh god, you can't do this, because I was playing (laughs) in complete darkness too, which I usually don't do, but I'm like, ah, let's try to make this game as scary as possible, and then they pull that on me, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) And then, yeah, when the lights come on, there's one of these demon things, I'm like, Jesus... I think they're called Phantoms. Uh, mm. Anyway, the game is a lot of fun, and there's some pretty interesting uh, enemies I've come across. In fact, one of them's called the Nightmare, and it's like the size of like a fucking building. It's this huge monster, oh, wow. and I yeah had to take it out with a shotgun. I was surprised I was even able to. And then these other ones that I'm recently uh, just coming across, and I feel like are becoming more regular enemies are these one called uh poltergeist and they just like throw you in the air with like the force or something and they're invisible mm. so i'm like great i how do i how does anyone stand a chance against these yeah they're very challenging enemies but the game in general when i'm not struggling with where do i go next even though there's all these like helpers on screen being like go here you idiot uh it's it's very fun it feels like very much deus ex meets like dead space because of like yeah, the mechanics it's, it's very familiar i love it it so much i love the <laughs> recyclers and the fabricators like that whole aspect of the game makes it easy to just be like let me just collect a bunch of shit uh and mm-hmm. then go create my ammunition and or med kits and stuff and they also have these robots around called operators that can uh heal you uh upgrade your or like fix your suit and or your side points which is like your psychological points i guess uh, yeah. anyway and yeah it's in it like 
Deus Ex in the way that you use these things called neuromods, and it just like is up the way to upgrade your character with like the skill trees, and there's so many options, and like you mm-hmm. can hack different things. The hacking mini game is pretty fun. I just love Prey, and oh, as much as I want to say I love this game, I can't uh, gloss over the fact though I've run into a, a handful of glitches to the point where like I literally need to save my games, turn off the game, or like restart the game in order mm. to like get past it. So That's I'm like, rough. man, I didn't expect it to be that glitchy, and or like them to not. Have like patched it at this point, but uh, there yeah. at this point they're not going to. Uh, no, but no. there's certain areas like where I remember there's this one area that is completely engulfed in electricity and if you like go behind this one maintenance hatch you can like turn it on or off and i got to that area turned it off and then i was doing some stuff and i'm like oh wait though i need the electricity for this one thing so let me go turn it back on and when i went to go turn it back on the button just didn't fucking work or for instance there's like this uh you have the ability to pick up things it's called leverage and you have either skill leverage one two or three my character's Mm -hmm. maxed out on leverage because i think it's important to be able to move those things and get to like different areas and access things you can't normally access so I have leverage three and every time I would go to pick something up, it was red or like grayed out or whatever. I'm saying like, you can't pick this up. And I'm like, what is this? So I Googled it and people were like, oh yeah, it'll just like lock out and be like, you can't pick up anything until the next time you load the game. And I was like, fuck. So I was like going through the game being like, I didn't realize that. Finally, uh, restart the game. Everything's fine. There's another area where like I opened an, a maintenance hatch and it, it was, you would have to crouch to get into it. But it was like an invisible wall. Like, you couldn't get through it. I'm like, oh, oh my God. It was so frustrating because I'm like, I know behind this maintenance wall is what I need to press a button to turn on the lights for this room or something. And long story short, there I Googled that and people were like, "Uh, if you just do a slide and then jump at the very end, you'll make it through. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck, guys? It it literally worked, but it was so frustrating that that was how you had to do it. And then on the way out, it was fine. So I'm like, there are some glaring glitches with that game, but besides that, overall, I'm having a very fun time. And I'm, God, I think 12 hours into it. And when I look it up on how long to beat, it's 15 to 20. So I'm thinking I'm closing in on Endgame. Yeah, I'm really excited to finally close that book and be done with this game. And like I said, (laughs) I love it to death, but uh, had some issues along the way and looking forward to beating that on stream. That might be one of the few games I've beaten on stream. I'm trying to think, maybe I beat Ori in the Blind Forest and Axiom Verge, but that was literally like back in like 2017 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I know some games with, like, the unique mechanics um, can get trickier and have a lot of bugs. So, like, uh, Prey has those enemies that shapeshift into stuff, which is yes. terrifying. And I was like, oh, that's Mimics. Pretty- Mimics. I'm like, that's pretty unique to some games. Like, that that might cause a lot of glitches because it's not, you know, something easy. They can look up like, oh, this is how you fix this simple uh, mechanic or something. But it sounds like all of your glitches and issues are just basic, like, movement or, like, hitting yeah. a button like simple i was stuff. complaining on stream being like did you guys even test this game <laughs> it's like god damn I'm, I'm sure they did but it's like yeah i know I, I i vaguely remember hearing stories about like the development of prey of like it wasn't getting as much love from ubisoft like the publishers as they want or it was being rushed or some some issues in the development of like yeah there was this another game assassin's creed in development they're like go work on that a little yeah, harder yeah. Instead. Take, take the good developers off of prey this new ip we're trying to reboot and put it in the you know assassin's creed 17th that no one's buying for the psp like yeah probably well, something like that here I am thinking to myself, oh, it's 2020. Maybe there should be a Prey 2 on the way, but I haven't beat this one. I wonder if there even is like a cliffhanger at all or if it's just like very a definitive ending. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think there is, which is unfortunate because it, it's a unique game and it's cool to see them working on something like that. It, especially bringing back an old property like that. I I didn't even know there was an old game until this one yeah, came out. Yeah, me neither. 
Um, so it is cool to see them like putting that effort, and it does seem interesting. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about a Prey two or anything. And uh, if you're tempted, though, I do know there's Alien Isolation, which is yeah. like from the Alien movies. Yep. And that's got a similar vibe of like space. It's a horror game in space. Hell yeah! A lot of people have been streaming it lately to the point where I just thought it was a new game, and I was like, nah. I think on a recent episode of the podcast, I was like, that was new, right? And then Matt Owen was like, No, that came out like years ago, I was came like, out like oh, 2018 shit. or something. But it's yeah. The reason a lot of people stream it is because, uh, much like the first Alien movie, it's genuinely horrifying. It's scary yes. as hell. There's no denying that because it's it's very much the. F- uh, amnesia five nights freddy uh style gameplay where you don't have any like you're not you know it's not castlevania where you're fighting off monsters with your you know holy whip or anything like you're just like an engineer you got nothing to fight the alien with so like if the alien catches you you're fucked so yeah. like it's terrifying in that sense of you're powerless and then there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff i won't spoil in case anyone does want to play but like sure it is a horrifying game of like you're crawling in a ventilation shaft it's pitch black. You hear movement behind you. You better hope it's not a xenomorph. <laughs> so like it's it's terrifying. I've seen yeah. I've seen streams of it. I'm just like I'm I love watching it. I'll never play it though. Fair enough. Uh but yeah, and then other than that, uh well no, that's all I've really been playing, but this one is on the horizon, so by the n- next time we're recording, hopefully I'll have this game in my grasp. Zoids Wild Blast Unleashed. I brought it up a few weeks ago. October 16th, baby. I can't wait. That's not Halloween. Gonna have some metal munching on each other. All right, anyway, (laughs) uh, that looks really fun. So I'm fine with Zoids as long as, like, I know there's like two animes they've done. Like, they rebooted one anime that didn't know. I think the first one is like, oh, you connect with the Zoids. Anyone doesn't know what Zoids is, it's just giant mechanical animals (laughs) that you fight with. Uh, so, I, I envy people that don't know what <laughs> What a blissful <laughs> existence you leave not knowing what Zoids is. But it's just animals, like big robot animals fighting each other and stuff. And like the first one is like, oh, you connect it with your soul to the machine soul and like you bond to it. And then the second iteration of the animation is like, yo, this is a sports anime now with big monsters, fight, like big robot monsters fighting each other. It's like, yeah, that's all it is. Make yep. it dumb. Have no thoughts. Like, I'm fine with that. But it's just like. It's it's always it's just weird and zany. Pretty much, I can't wait. I I don't know. I really want to relive those days. And uh, <laughs> a modern Zoid game sounds really fun. Uh, as for like things going on in the news, though, I do want to shout out Sony uh, for doing one good thing and then one bad thing. So let's start <laughs> with a good thing. Uh, they abandoned the old Japanese controller logic for PS5. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And what I mean by that is, and I feel like I've brought this up in the past, but like yeah. in America, when you want to like. Uh, confirm confirm. exactly the button to do that is x but in japan the button to do that is circle and i don't know when that was derived or how that all began but for the longest time that's just how that works so if you play like a japanese role-playing game that didn't get uh i guess controller specifically yes you'll be trying to hit x to confirm and you're like why isn't this working because they expect you to hit circle i honestly understand the japanese logic behind this more like with the symbols because circle is like you're circling something like this is the correct answer or like okay like you know you're like you know when you get something right in a game show it's a circle around it and we get something wrong there's a big x through it like no incorrect so i can right. understand that better with japanese we're just so conditioned from years of playstation of like 
Yeah, X is confirmed for everything. Uh, and maybe ergonomically, there is something to the confirmation being on the right side versus the downside when it, on like a directional uh, basis. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I'm not quite sure. But the fact that they are abandoning that for PlayStation 5 is interesting. I feel like now we're all going to be on the same page. So no matter where you're playing a PlayStation 5, X is confirmed. I, I think it's interesting that it's a Sony-wide thing and not just like individual games because i've still played games that were localized and uh translated to english uh japanese games i've translated over that still use circle to confirm an x to you know cancel something so i always assumed it was just a game per game basis of like whatever they wanted to do rather than a sony-wide issue right yeah well okay and now on to the where they're fucking up uh okay so everything else the ps5 hd camera this is a quote by the way the ps5 hd camera is not compatible with psvr on ps5 okay uh just take a minute to uh digest that sentence you'll need to use ps camera for ps4 and the playstation camera adapter no purchase required to use psvr on ps5 so i'm assuming when you buy a playstation 5 it comes Mm -hmm. with a little adapter that you're like hmm what's that for apparently you're going to need the ca- the playstation camera that was designed for the playstation 4 to use that with the adapter in order to use playstation vr on ps5 it's so frustrating because i think what they were thinking was oh we're going to offer this thing called the playstation 5 hd camera which is more or less for like streamers i'm guessing like something mm-hmm. that's going to just capture your video and not be both u- usable for as a webcam and as something for vr so it's just like the naming convention everything about it's that whole little segment is confusing and frustrating and i feel like they're pooling an xbox it's like what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing <laughs> it's i mean yeah the naming convention is not great because i got confused listening to you talk about it sure um but as far as like technology goes like yes i would assume if they had a new camera for the ps5 it would need new technology i'm not smart i'm sure bass could go into a four-hour tangent about why well, it wasn't even a few weeks ago uh, where I said I tried plugging my PlayStation 3 camera into my PlayStation 4 because all it is is a USB. I'm like, oh, this should work, right? Yeah. Nope. And it doesn't. And I was like, well, I guess that's reasonable. It is a completely different generation. Yeah. So I can underst- I understand if they were like, hey, we have a new camera. It's- this is what it is. I'm thinking they couldn't do that for whatever reason. There was an issue in production somewhere along the line. And they said instead of holding off on the camera – we'll just retrofit the old cameras we've already made to be compatible with the new one. Now, the good thing is, they're not being assholes about it and charging you $40 for the adapter wire or whatever it is, because they easily could have done that. Oh, yeah. So, granted, we don't like really saying, like, hey, they're getting brownie points for not being as big of an asshole as they could have been. But frankly, at 2020, I'll take anything I can get. (laughs) So... Um, They easily could be charging additional money for it. I don't know if it's going to come with the PS5, whatever the adapter is, or if it's just going to be like a order online on the Sony, you know, site. We'll send you one. We'll send you one for free. Um, Because I don't imagine everyone's going to use this, even with as popular as VR has gotten and as affordable as it's gotten with the PS4. Because if you paid $400 for the PS4, you can drop another $100 or $200 for VR. Yeah. um, Instead of buying a whole, you know, rig for the Oculus or Vive or whatever. Um so I don't think it's as popular, especially because VR is kind of seems stagnant in the last year or so. It doesn't seem as uh, uh, prevalent as it once was. It's right. Um, but yeah, like if they can give you a free adapter and be like, hey, you probably already have this thing. If you just want to connect us with the new thing and we don't charge you anything else, like 
that's pretty good. That's pretty decent of them. But I think it is because of a limitation of they didn't have they don't have the camera ready for the PS5. If they did have it ready, I'm sure they'd be selling it like, hey, here's a seventy dollar camera you have to buy with it now too. And so I don't see this as a goodwill gesture from Sony. I see this as we fucked up the production and we sure. couldn't get it done in time. And now we're just gonna use it because we know people are gonna complain about it anyway. So let's just use the old one. Yeah, I, I definitely get that vibe. So it was just weird for them to do this. And I feel like we're losing points, Sony. Uh, I'm on your side. <laughs> After the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S and the people accidentally buying it on Amazon, like when it got announced, yeah. like after that whole debacle, Sony's fine. Sony's, yeah, you're right. Sony's good by least of margins. Like, and Nintendo's gone such their own way with the unique consoles, like, it started with GameCube, it went further, it started, it like, really took off with the Wii, and we're now really down the unique gameplay console meshing with the Switch. Yeah. Nintendo, like, Nintendo's still very much a console. Like, the Switch is still very much a console. But, like, the console wars aren't a thing anymore, because everyone's like, yeah, you can buy an Xbox or a PlayStation, you're still gonna get, a like, a Nintendo console no matter what it is, because it's gonna be so unique. Yeah. Well, speaking of Nintendo, they're crushing it. In fact, I saw an ad for uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Have you seen this? It looks so cool, Bryn. I feel like my kid self would want to play this. Yeah. uh, Well, it's like, I think from the trailer, if I'm understanding it correctly, you get these little, like finish line things that you set up throughout your house. And the only thing I can imagine is they have like cameras on it because otherwise how does it make it like this augmented reality whole thing it's like you set them up throughout your house and then your house is the level so like and then you play uh, mario kart in your living room it's really interesting and cute and cool i i don't know i feel like there's uh potential for issues as far as like maybe oh, your yeah. house isn't just like the one in the trailer so like i feel like if you're trying to set up a super complicated uh map and it might not work but like yeah going in a circle or something in your living room seems very feasible you could have hardwood in your kitchen, you could have hardwood in your living room, but you're going to have one of those little room divider strips across it, and it's like, that's going to ruin the race. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, they got a little camera over the character. So it's Mario in a go-kart or Luigi in a go-kart, and they got a little camera above them. And yeah, you see, you're playing from their perspective on the Switch, and it's a remote control. So the actual car is going to be racing around like your living room and stuff. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what I Think no, yeah, is. I think you're right. That's wow. That completely went over my head from the trailer. But then in on the switch, it's going to be like AR, like altered reality, where it's going to be your living room, but you're going to see coins floating around. You're going to see Mario like animating and moving, but the you know actual toy itself obvious obviously isn't right. Um, so it's going to be like that. It's definitely neat. It's definitely interesting. But like I was saying, Nintendo's known for their unique stuff. Um, but we had the uh, the Labo. Switch Labo, that's it, where it's like, this is a really cool idea. I think this is a genuinely neat idea. It did not take off. No. It, it did not do great. Um, I still think it's a genuinely neat idea, and it was Same. well executed. I really do, yeah. I just don't think people were like, I I don't think people want to make their own toys. I think they just want to buy it for themselves. And it's Exactly, not done. out of cardboard either. Yeah, So I, and I think they, they think that makes it feel cheap. But it's like no, that makes it affordable. So you like it is cheap. So you can you know you don't have to buy accessible buy seventy dollars yeah. worth of plastic that you throw away like all the other uh, Guitar Hero controllers we all had. So <laughs> I think this is definitely a cool, unique thing, and I think it's a great way like Switch is playing with like their capabilities. Once again, I don't think it's going to really take off. There's some yeah. some kids that get it. They're like this is great, and then throw it, like throw it to the side after a month, and then never touch it again. 
Yeah, no, I definitely get that vibe as well. Uh, the last right, thing novelty. I'll say as far as Nintendo is concerned is that I did see for Spring 21 at Universal Studios Japan, they are opening Super Nintendo World. So Ooh. that's really cool. October's or, uh, yeah, wait. Brand new cafe and store opens there, uh, this year, actually, October 16th, when you can buy Zoids. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Japan has their shit together more than the America does, cause, or United States does, cause. I'm not going to an amusement park for another three years well, easy. Good point. Yeah, it says spring 2021. So even still, I feel like you're a little early there, guys. But the, the food looks good. And oh, man, <laughs> just like a, a Mario themed land. That sounds fun. If there's anyone to just rival Disney and just throw money at the amusement oh, park to make it work, no matter what, with the sheer novelty and properties they own, it's Nintendo. It's the, yeah, it's definitely them. So they're going to make a fuck ton of money there. A little mushroom cake. like it's just Speaking a of a cake. fuck ton of money, I don't even think we really went into it, but we don't even have to. But yeah, uh, Bethesda was bought by Microsoft for $7.5 billion with a B. <laughs> with a B. Uh, yeah, they, they <laughs> bought that. And I just, I this does nothing for me. One corporate giant bought out another corporate giant. People, well, are, people are optimistic, like, oh, now Microsoft has the rights to uh, Obsidian the Elder Studios. Scrolls. Elder, yeah. Elder Scrolls are like, oh, maybe we'll get another, like, Skyrim, or not Skyrim, uh, Oblivion. Like, maybe we'll get, a, like, a Elder Scrolls like it was back in the day. It's like, okay. No, I, I don't I'm know. not I'm not a diehard fan of those. I played Skyrim, and I played some of uh, Morrowind, and that's it. I don't care. Growing up, I was technically a diehard fan. I fell off in recent years, but uh, that's just because it's been so long since we've had a new game. Uh, I don't know. I love those games with all my heart, but then again, I think it's just like going to be ultimately a, a dick move, to, or they're going to try to screw over Sony and be like, now all of a sudden these uh, new yes, these new Elder Scrolls games are going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC. We'll see if that's what their angle is, but like, yeah, if they're spending that much money, they're definitely trying to do something with it. Like, seriously, you could do so much good in the world oh, yeah. with $7.5 billion <laughs> you and could you do could a choose lot stuff. to buy Bethesda. But, it's fine. I mean, I think Bethesda, Bethesda didn't need to be bought out. They were doing so good on their own. Like, it, it's just very it, confusing. I don't think it was like a desperation move. I think it was more like, hey, I'm the CEO of Bethesda. What if I got a huge, just stupid fat check and I don't have to work ever again anymore? It's like, done. I'm yeah, gonna, like, that was definitely the motivating factor. The executives got their check and bounce and then everyone else is like, oh, now we have redundancy between Microsoft and Bethesda Studios. Oh, layoffs. Who saw this coming? The executives did. They knew this was happening. So I'm this this means nothing to me. This means maybe some of the games will be good again. There's probably gonna be a lot worse games because now they have another executive breathing down their neck, dictating like, hey, why don't you do this instead? Because market market data shows that we should be doing this. It's like market data is, you know, th- two three years behind wherever this game is releasing. So by the time it actually finishes and goes out, that market data is not useless. So I don't know. Maybe don't do that. But yeah, maybe that's don't. my opinion. Uh, that was a good podcast while it was going. I hope they come <laughs> back soon. Uh, but no, uh, previous guests, Yusong Lu and Chef Kevin. But no, okay, we're going to oh, end yeah. this episode with oh, something crazy. More. Oh, you got something? What's up? Uh, Smash character. Gloss right over that. Oh, we did. That's right. Minecraft's, uh, Minecraft Steve got announced for Smash. Does anyone care? I don't know. I don't know if anyone that cares because I mean, Minecraft's still huge. I think it's just such what it's just so wild, like because it's so it's voxels, it's very cubey, and it's just like God, what a hideous monster! Like alongside like Link and Mario in these high right? graphics, and it's like, oh, he looks awful. Yeah, but 
I don't know if anyone's excited, like, oh boy, Steve, but it's more like, what the fuck, Steve? Like, yeah. it's more morbid curiosity. Because um, in the release trailer, they show him you know, doing his moves, and you can play as Steve, you can play as uh, the female Minecraft character. I never played it. You can play as, like, the zombie, you can play as uh, Elder Man, who has a character in it. Um, so it's the different skins, and it shows, like, the different levels and stuff you can do. Um, it just seems like a blockier villager from Animal Crossing. Like, I don't know, I'm not... I don't love Minecraft, and this isn't do, this isn't doing anything for me. They did show Kirby eating him and stealing his power. Oh, and so Kirby, Kirby turns into a square. Yeah, Kirby goes real cube, and it's kind of upsetting to look at. Oh god, damn it's it. not like a rounded cube because Kirby's just a circle. It's like the it's like the nega Kirby. It's the exact opposite of Kirby. It's like this is wrong. This Holy shouldn't shit. exist. It's just like kind of like oh, like it's just uh, kind of upsetting to see it at first. That's but, pretty funny, actually. Yeah, so they're starting off this next round of unlockable characters. Like, it's a character pack for or fighter packs for Smash Brothers. And, yeah, the first one's Steve, which is certainly a big name. But, like, it's a but little like, it's, late. I, I little don't late think they're it. doing it for their fans. They're just like, oh, what do we want to throw at them next? In, uh, Sakurai even was kind of talking in the release for it. He's like, uh, people ask me, like, when's Steve going to be? And he's like, I, I don't think he'll ever will be. I don't think it's possible. He's like, and then they said put steve in it so we did and it, like even he sounded kind of defeated when he was saying it too kind of like this wasn't my idea this is coming from higher up sort of like talk so it, well, if, <laughs> if that's the case then there's you're telling me there's still hope for goku uh, no he said no goku <laughs> master chief maybe but no goku but yeah, it wasn't like Banjo fucking Kazooie. Like people weren't losing their shit for it. It was kind of like Micro Steve. It's like, ugh, why? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, big enough news to at least talk about. But yeah, I don't think anyone's super jazzed about it. Yeah. All right. And this is how we're going to end this episode. You have to watch this, listener. I'm going to try to put this in our show notes somehow. But it's in a one minute ad for the game oh, Slot Omania, which is, I guess, on phones. I don't recommend the game. Don't even. It's a gotcha fucking, game. Yeah. Don't play the game. But I do have to shout out that John Goodman did an advertisement for them, and it is the strangest thing I've ever witnessed. It's literally him, his head, his face on the tip of a finger, and it, it's like very reminiscent of like those old school YouTube videos where like someone's chin was upside down and like oh, had, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. goddamn like face on it or something, and the lips were talking. But yeah. instead, it's his face on a finger, and he's talking about his life as a finger and how bad it is. And there's like a moment he's like picking someone's nose. So if you want to see John Goodman's face emerge from somebody's nostril, <laughs> you have to watch. Watch this video and then yeah i mean it sucks because it's just an advertisement but even still it's worth a minute just to be like that was the strangest piece of media i've consumed in quite some time it's one of these phone games that's going to be a gotcha gamble game where they're just they're waiting for the whales to sink all of their money into the i mean it's slot mania it's a slot machine it's gambling's in the title there exactly so it's one of these games they just had some small studio make they just made a real cheap game to just funnel money into them with microtransactions and then they just dropped all of the game budget into advertisement and they just got john they just got some big high profile star like john goodman and that's all it is yep exactly so it's trash recommending trash thanks for listening to our (laughs) podcast uh let's wrap this one up and do some plugs uh you have another podcast where can our listeners listen to that and find you 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. And yeah, the other podcast is Are Weeb There Yet? It's an anime podcast where we watch anime and then talk about anime. And then we find out one of our friends hates anime despite making an anime podcast. It's like if Basta made an anime podcast and regretted it for a year and a half. That's two, amazing. Two years. We hit two years. Oh, God, we did hit two oh, years. Oh, congrats. Ugh, I hate this. Um, For the spooky season, our most recent episode, I believe, is going to be Paranoia Agent, which is a throwback. And, uh, yeah, it's that's an upsetting show. It's a, it's a jarring, like, stalker mystery show. So, yeah, that's a fun one. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we weren't spooky enough this time around. We did talk about Among Us. That counts. Uh, but We talked about thing- Pay-to-Win Gacha games. That's spooky. Yeah. There we go. Uh, listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence on social media, Instagram, even though I just archived all our posts and going to start fresh there. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> Burn and, it down, uh, start new. Most importantly, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, putting all sorts of effort into that, streaming a variety of games. But like I said, focusing mainly on Prey and going to stream that until I beat it. So I'm hopefully only going to do that for another session or two, and then that'll be behind us, and then we'll try something new. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us this time. Uh, We'll be back next week. See you guys. See you.